spaghetti? You got my fucking spaghetti? Who will touch my spaghetti? Who will touch my spaghetti? Is that an original? Is that like actual? What what is the origins of this? Uh, Some old cartoon. So it's legit like an actual, like it's not dubbed by somebody. As far as I know. I didn't do a lot of uh, research into it. Just kind of took it at face value. Is there a way for us to fact check this? Is there is it Snopes? Yeah. Snopes do this? I mean, you could just Google the meme. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I mean, I'm just we're trying to do a show. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be like on Mr. Google. I'm not trying to be, you know, hanging out on the interwebs just Googling things. No, who's no who's time for that? Who's trying to do that? Uh, not you, apparently. Like I'm living in a different space tonight because I was having an okay day. I was having a fine day. I was. Ready for tonight, ready to record, you know, have a nice beverage, you know, hang out with my bud, talk talk some games, talk some nonsense, have a good time. And then, you know what happened? You know what happened? Mm-mm. You started fucking humming mm-hmm. a melody. Mm-hmm. And then you decided to transition that hum into another similar sounding melody. Mm-hmm. And that then put me into a spiral. Yeah. Where all I want to do now is hum those melodies. What is that melody? Wait, what is that from? Sigma. Oh, <laughs> that's one of just like passive voice lines. Yeah. Or is it when he does his ult? It might be. Um, no, I. It might be his ult too, but I think it's something he just says. I forget his ult does have something to do with the melody, but I feel like he might be saying, "Listen to this melody," as opposed to, "What is that?" Oh damn it! Am I fucking Sigma? You are crazy. Um... You are kind of bald, not super bald. I gotta uh, shave it. I gotta shave before this you weekend. Could, you could stand to wear to more shoes. VT. I could. I'm actually wearing flip flops right now. I'm almost. I'm almost You're sigma in it up. All right. Is sigma fat? Yeah. No. I think he's actually surprisingly in good shape, considering the fact that he is um, in the condition that he's in. All right. So I'm definitely not sigma. No. Definitely not. Definitely not sigma. But I mean, I will. I, I'm happy that I was able to elongate that melody nonsense into pulling Jen in to getting her confused as to what we were talking about. Jen was not confused. Jen was, like, just playing it straight, and it was like you were playing, like... Set the scene for, for the listeners, Mike. Oh, God. I really don't want to recount this again. Uh, Brennan, to be clear, Brennan had two songs in his head. He had Funky Town by Lip Sync. Both were your fault, for the record. Fine. Lip Sync. Don't try and that. You... you... No. Sunshine of you my know. Sunshine of my love by uh, Cream because the melody's sort of similar. Um, so then Brennan asked Jen, "Hey Jen, what's the name of the song?" And he hums the Cream song. We're telling a story. Yeah. Well, you just got demonetized. Now we're anyway. Wait, we make money off this? Anyway, he asked Jen the simple question, "Hey, what's that song?" And Jen, in earnest remembers that the song is by cream because up until this point we did not remember who sang that song uh so she said i think it's by cream brendan looks it up verifies that that's the correct song however chooses to play out loud no jen we were talking about this song and he plays funky town she's like oh that's not that's not what i thought you you hummed because reasonably since she's several rooms away and he did hum that song she could she understood how you could mistake the two songs i'm so happy so she says oh i thought you were singing a different song He's like, no, it was Funky Town. Brendan proceeded to laugh at this for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> it's still good. To I'm himself. still laughing at it. To himself. <laughs> Mike. I wasn't laughing. 
Jen was unaware of anything that was going on in here. Which made it even better. Navi probably heard it and didn't care for it. <laughs> Navi was in here, took a huge shit, then was hanging up by the window, and then when she saw the nonsense, she was like, I can't stand for the shit. It mm-hmm. left. She's out. Yeah. Out of here. So, um, there you go. That is the story. Mike, it was a good time. I'm having a good time. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. Feeling great. Feeling good. Looking great. How are you? Mm-hmm. No, I, I know. Okay. I know the... All right. All right, Mike. All right, Mike. Okay, Mike. Mr. Music, but he didn't know who Cream was. I didn't say I didn't know who Cream was. I said I couldn't remember who whose song it was. As soon as she said Cream, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Sunshine of My Love. Like from Sonic? Yes, like from Sonic. <laughs> Again, Brennan, super pleased with himself today. He's been laughing uh... at it. He has been his own... He's been the own, his own... Uh, what is it? Paul Schaefer? Jen, who's... Uh... <laughs> Yes. Who's David Letterman's uh, co-host? The guy that's on the on the instruments. <laughs> she's yeah. not responding. That's not responding. No, I mean, David the Letterman's on the air. Yeah. Huh. Well. Yeah. But he used to be on the air, and he used to have a guy. Does that guy still do that stuff for someone else? I don't think so. Who's Jay Leno's guy? I don't know. Didn't they have the Max Weinberg fa- band? Mike, I don't fucking know. <laughs> that was his guy. Uh, wait, Jen. Who who's the who's the uh who's the Andy Richter to uh David Letterman? Yep. What's his name? Paul Schaefer? Paul something? It's not um fuck who's someone else? Who's Let's do it again, Mike. He stands who else? Up. Who else no, can I'm I'm not I'm not gonna get it good right now. Come on. I Come want on. nothing to do with who's, this. Who's Conan's? Oh fuck I just said <laughs> Wait, but Conan's really isn't Adam Andy Richter because it is. Yeah, but Andy doesn't play an instrument. Yeah, but that's still his guy. Who's Jimmy Fallon's guy? Oh, the Roots. Who's uh? And, and it's who not even the there? Roots for for uh, Jimmy. Jimmy has that other guy, the guy with the glasses. Wait, Jimmy has another guy. Jimmy's a guy that doesn't play an instrument. He's just the... wait. So is Paul Schaefer the instrument guy, or is Paul Schaefer the fucking side guy? He does both. Are there anyone else that does both? Not that I can think of. So does Conan also have a music guy? I think Conan has a band, or at least he did. I don't know if he does anymore. Oh, yeah, he has a new format. I haven't mm-hmm. watched his show since she changed his format. Uh, <laughs> Todd's, Todd's in the chat being fucking nonsense. Well, Todd, you, Todd's got the answer. Can you read that? No, he doesn't have the answer. Oh, well, he did for the first one. <laughs> he doesn't have an answer, but he does have a theme. Here's the theme. I don't hate it. <laughs> it's pretty great. Brandon, again... Super giggly mood for no reason other than like, I'm those two songs. Time. I'm having a fucking sort of ball of a time. Okay, I'm having a good time. You should lighten up a little bit. You should. You should also enjoy yourself. Okay. Thanks. All right. Because Mike, this is the Pest Control Podcast. Each and every week, a couple of best friends sit down and talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Sometimes we have guests, and sometimes we just fucking giggle around a little bit. Maybe me. Maybe not Mike but definitely a lot of giggling. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom. Joining me tonight is the anime senpai himself, the one and only, the master of music. The anime senpai. I don't know why I did that one. Yeah. The anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Zier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? How are you feeling? Yeah. Even, even after you swooped in and stole my fucking cupcake, you little bitch. 
didn't swoop in. You swooped in. To swoop in would to would be to imply that I had arrived from a different location to steal it, like snatch you it from your hands. You literally did. You came from your house. I came you from came my house. You came in my house. Came in your house. And you stole a fucking cookie. I came in to your house with Jen, who then went back outside. You went back outside to get yes, the cupcakes. Yes, I went back out there to carry in her bags to bring in said cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then you left the room. Yeah, to get my after, phone. After Jen said, you can't eat these cupcakes. And then she, you left the room and then she says, well, I got the smashed cupcake. And I was still in the kitchen you with the cupcakes. You swooped in. You so, swooped in. No swooping. We could have split it. We could have fucking, we could have played a round of Smash for it. We could have played marbles for a cupcake. We, there were many options to, to equally oh, distribute so a fairness. a lot of work. Instead, I left the room for a second and you were like, whoop, and just slipped it right in. You just slid right in. You walked yeah. right in. You were like, this is my house too. I'm giving yeah. the cupcake. I was in the, yeah, I was going to sit there and play video games to get this cupcake that was already in my hand. Listen, if you were mm-hmm. a good friend, mm-hmm. which I believe you to be. Wrong. Continue. <laughs> you would have not stolen the cupcake. Mm. So regardless of where we stand on this cupcake issue, because clearly it's on opposite sides. Yeah. How are you feeling? You must be feeling great because you got the cupcake, you fucking bitch. I, I don't know how I feel about the cupcake because... It was not a good cupcake? No, it was a fine cupcake. It's just that... I don't really care for the chocolate cupcakes, but the thing was, she got the kind that, like, the chocolate cupcakes had the vanilla frosting, and then oh. the vanilla cupcakes had the chocolate frosting. So no matter what, you're getting a, a taste of both, but I think the chocolate overpowered the vanilla. Would you have rather a chocolate cake and vanilla frosting? No, that's the problem. I think they were both would have led me down the same path. I see. Well, you know, you can't really... Uh, you know, as they say, beggars can't be choosers, Mike. Because mm. you a stole my cupcake and b got a broken cupcake. Mm. So it wasn't it like wasn't you, that broken. It was, it was just that the frosting had been smudged off of like a majority of it. Not even the majority. It's just that it was almost like it slid off to the side too much. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little salty about it. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I'm just gonna steal one of those cookies when Jack goes to bed. Cupcakes. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's not listen, my house. There was, it smashed. There was no smashed one. Now if you get up there and knocked it over, and I saved them all except for one that fell into my mouth. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Todd asked what I'm drinking. I'm drinking a Strawberry Shop Milkshake IPA from Central Waters, which is uh, delicious. Great plug. I mean, I don't know. He asked what I was drinking. I'm just letting mm-hmm. let, let the world know what I'm drinking. You know. Yeah, fun stuff. So. I'm glad you're doing well, Mike. I'm glad, I'm glad you're living on this sugar high from, mm. from the stolen cupcake. Yep. You little bitch. Yeah. I love you, though. Keep crying about it. Listen. Listen. All right. Let me let me have this one, Mike. Let me get a W today. Let me just get a fucking W. Can I get a W? If you can earn one. Just like you earned that cupcake. I did. I earned <laughs> it by just standing there. You bastard. Anyways, we should move right along. Are you uh, playing anything new? Playing anything different? Nope. Have you played less Overwatch since they made this change? Can, are you, like, weekly playing less Overwatch now? Um, yes, although, to be fair, the one mode I care about, which is Total Mayhem, was not affected by it. And I just didn't realize last week it was the it was the one arcade thing that was there for, throughout the week. You know, some of them rotate every day. Yeah. Some of them stay for the week. So, yes, last week it was the one I, I didn't, for the week. I, I, didn't, I didn't know any of them stayed. I thought they all rotated. I hate arcade. 
Um, the only thing that stays up all the time, I think, is Mystery Heroes. I think everything else, everything else rotates either weekly or daily. Some of them stay for the week. Some of them change daily. Total Mayhem is your favorite thing in Overwatch. I think it's my favorite mode to play. It's unfortunate that you can only in that mode they only use um, escort and hybrid maps. Why can't you use the other ones? They don't have them in rotation for that mode. I think largely because of just the nature of the the mode. Like, I think you've played Total Mayhem a grand total of once before, but you had complained about something, and I think that would have been extra the case if you had to play it on two CP or. Um, 2CP definitely used to be in Total Mayhem at some point because we've played Hanamura in that mode before. And that's probably where I complain, saying whoever's on defense, great, you win the match automatically because there's no fucking way the attacking team can power through. Um, I mean, that might have been the case. Is there also no limits in in it? Or there's limits, but but you can pick anything you want. So you can go four tanks if you want. You can go four tanks if you want, yes. But you can't pick dual heroes. Exactly. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck, so those that mode. those two capture point. I mean, two CP and uh, King of the Hill. It'd be difficult to play if everyone has twice the health and half the time on their cooldowns. Yeah, because the defensive team is always going to have the advantage. Uh, presumably, I'm trying to I'm trying to picture the maps because, you, like I said, hybrid's still in the mode. So like, you can still capture. You can the. The aspect is still sort of there. I just don't remember what the spawn distance is like for those. I two. mean, in Hanamura, the spawn distance is further for the defensive team coming up. But I feel like if you're decent at the game and mm-hmm. you pick the right heroes, you're extremely hard to fucking kill, and you get your ults quick. So yeah, the other the attacking team is going to spawn closer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that choke is especially on Hanamura, it, it, fucking. I don't know, maybe yeah. not. Maybe, maybe. So King of the Hill is still there, but two CP is no. not. King of the Hill is also not there, so it's only hybrid and escort. Maybe I'm not thinking. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's not two CP. Then maybe it's King of the Hill because whoever gets the point first. Yeah. If unless they're garbage, you're gonna keep mm-hmm. that point. Yeah, at the at the very least. That's what I'm thinking of. You're at, right. At the very least, there's a good chance like you might. If if you capture the point, then even if you don't flip it right away, there's a good chance you'll probably hold it until the time takes up to 99 and then maybe there'll be a flip and then you're kind of in the same position again yeah yeah i don't know that mode i don't know i don't know why you like that mode is there a reason why you like that mode or you just like dicking around uh i think it's just super fast pace i think it's fun for me to play as junk rat and have my mind pretty much all the time yeah. or for me to play as uh zarya and just be fucking zarya zoop, gets supercharged the only thing that will screw you up really is if there's a Sombra on their team because the Sombra can hack pretty much all the time. Yeah, I, I, not, the other day I was playing, nothing about that sounds funny. The other to me. day I was playing as Baptiste, and I lo- I feel like I had my ult within ten seconds of any like major team fight. That's fucking insane. Yeah, but it was fun. Everyone voted for me at the end of it. That was the first time I got a fucking play of the game as Baptiste. Hmm. I need. I need to. I like, I kind of like Baptiste. I'm not good with him yet. I need to play around with him more. But I've, again, the roll queue has taken a big chunk out of my Overwatch time. Granted, I got some other gaming stuff going on right now that I'm working on. So I've been just playing a specific game in particular um, and one other thing. But now that I finished one of the games that I'm in the process of reviewing and I don't have to play it, I just have to review it. 
uh, I've had more time to game. And this past weekend was Shine, which mm-hmm. is, uh, it might be, it's a super major. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was last year, but this year it's classified as a super major Smash tournament. Um, I don't think there's another one. There's definitely not another one in the Northeast that's this big. There might be another one on the East Coast. Uh, Joe would probably know better than me. I think Combo Breakers on the East Coast, no? I'm pretty sure it is. It might be in Florida. It's somewhere on the East Coast. But regardless, this is uh, one of the biggest Smash tournaments in the country, and it happens to be in Boston, run by uh, a few different people, one of them being front of the show, Eduardo. Mm-hmm. T- TMPR. Killing it. Uh, but you went down to... Mm-hmm. Uh, the finals. Yeah, it was in Worcester. What uh, set the scene? How's the venue? How like how was it? Because we've, I mean, you and I used to go to Smash on the Hill. Yeah, which is what basically eventually turned into Shine. Like mm-hmm. Smash on the Hill. Like Shine was born out of Smash on the Hill, mm-hmm. which is like kind of crazy. Yeah, because I mean Smash on the Hill. It, granted, it was like a like a grassroots like Smash movement. Mm-hmm. But there happens to be like so many like competitive Smash players in the area, and it turns out some of the best players in the world are from this area. Mm-hmm. Um, with Mars being ranked number three currently, mm-hmm. he's from Mass. Um, Raffi, mm-hmm. who finished in the seventh or eighth at Shine, yep. uh, I don't know what his his like rank outside of Shine is. Um, but he's local. There, there's a bunch of local people that, you know, compete at, you know, in the top hundred, for sure. Um, and it's and it's crazy because when we used to go to Smash on the Hill, me, you, Joe, sometimes Cheeto. Did Todd come with us one time? He might have. I feel like I see. I I remember him showing up to throw his Luigi. I think he did come one time. Um, but we. We would go to these things, and it's like we've been in there when it was still a really small thing, mm-hmm. and like Mars would be there playing, and this was back in the Smash Four days. Yeah, and uh, there was one time the Buzz was there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was someone else that Joe said that you and Cheeto played against. Hmm. In just in pools. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, I never had great luck at Smash on the Hill, but we went for a while. We, mm-hmm. we would go for a while. It was always a good time. Joe would sit in the back and pretend he was a Pokemon master. Yeah. Playing, playing with Cheeto. Um, but so, you know, we went when it was this small thing. Then, obviously, there was like kind of a, not a split, but it turned into Shine, but also Balance Patch opened, which Smash on the Hill has kind of moved over there to Balance Patch, which is a internet cafe in Boston. Yeah. Um. So, going to this event in Worcester, where, where was it? DCU Center. I don't think I've ever been there. Have you been there before? Uh, no. I've definitely walked by. I used to walk by it when, like, if I took the train, um, back home to school. I'm pretty sure I used to go by walk, it. Walk by okay. it when I'd walk back to the campus. So, yeah, kind of whatever. How was it? Yeah, it was nice. Um, you know, it's basically imagine. Imagine a smaller BCEC. Um, actually, hold on a second. I'm trying to picture the room again. Because, like, I was going to say, like, the BCEC, if, like, and, like, 
you know, they would put up the curtains to kind of block off more of the space so, like, you were only in, like, a one area. So, like, how it was for Fan Expo? Uh, yeah, but not really like that because, actually, I think they did have... They had the whole use of at least one large room. You couldn't, like, go okay. up the escalators or anything, or at least from what I could tell. Like, a lot of it seems like it was closed off, mm-hmm. but, like, they had full use of, like, one big kind of auditorium room. And they had a couple... Um, they had a bunch of setups for, like, you know, playing Melee or playing Smash 4 or Ultimate. Yeah, I know they had Brawlhalla there, too. Brawlhalla was yeah. there, too. Brawlhalla was, like... They had its own, like, little corner of the room. They had a few vendors kind of... Strewn about. Strewn about. They usually, especially at bigger tournaments like this, they usually have side brackets for games like mm-hmm. other Smash games or Brawlhalla or, you know, maybe yeah. Tekken or Street Fighter or something. So that, that, that stuff is something, I think... Uh, a little bit of a of a, a normalcy if you go to these these types mm-hmm. of tournaments. Um, as far as the the setup for was where well you went on finals so I don't know how it was working the rest of the time but for finals was every match on the main stage or yes okay for finals every match was on the main stage. Um, yeah. What was the energy like there? People were pretty hyped when I got to the end. Yeah was it like every match was hype i know that because again like i just mentioned there are a lot of local people Mm -hmm. in the smash scene or at least local to us so there's a lot of like you know new england people that compete at a higher level so you being there for the finals it was always an elevated crowd when there was a local playing it was a local person people were cheering for them like over the top than the other matches or yeah i would say that um, you know, it got to a point where, like, you could clearly, at least, there were certain matches where you can tell that the audience overwhelmingly preferred one of the players over the other. Okay. So, oftentimes, it was the local player, or if it wasn't, like, one with the local player in it, then maybe they might have a preference for somebody. Hmm. What, um, well, well you stayed until the end, right? Mm-hmm. How was that final set with MKLeo and Samsora? Like, was it fucking electric in there? Was it bonkers? It was pretty crazy. I'm pretty sure me and a bunch of other people that got their seats. So, the literally the last match, mm-hmm. the one where Samsora would hit MKLeo and like it would show up as a crit, and you think the game was over, but then MKLeo would come back. Yeah. Because, like, people got up and cheered, like, oh, he did it. And then, like, and it was like, oh, he's still alive. It's like, oh, now he did it. No, he's still, he's still alive. alive, yeah. People were like, what is going on? Um, yeah, it got pretty insane. Did you ever find that one person that kept wooing in the crowd, or was it you? I didn't I didn't know who that person was. Could you I, hear them there? No, I don't, I don't remember hearing a woo. Wait, well, really? I don't remember hearing it, but there were so many sounds, I probably just wasn't so, right tuned it out. So on the stream... There was like periodically just one person that was really having a good time mm. and just like sc- screaming woo all the time. And I, I'm i pretty sure it was for Shine. Every time MKLeo got fucking uh, Arsene back because mm-hmm. he uses Joker. Someone shouted Arsene, right? S- someone would shout Arsene or like you could hear like gasps. Like you could hear it on the fucking stream. Like, was that the feeling there? Like, when every time he got Arsene, did, like, was it, like, 
like that? I don't remember that. Maybe I'm thinking of SmashCon. Because, again, mean, it, this, this it literally happened at SmashCon, too, oh, oh, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm just looking because I had a few pictures. Like, I was... You weren't that far. I wasn't that far. I ended up sitting closer at some point. Uh, was it just, like, a free-for-all? You could go sit wherever you want? I think there was a certain part, like, the front... I don't know if it was, like, the front center. It might have been the front center and the front left and right. But, like, certain parts were, like, roped off for... Um, I assume people that were actually competing because I remember at when I was sitting somewhere I kept seeing like hungry box coming in and out in like that that front row area okay and um, I think I saw a couple of people like after the buzz was done he went to the front there hmm. so maybe they keep a section for like if yeah. competitors want for like, competitors and like probably hang, people that are working there yeah hang out and, and check out the, the matches that's pretty cool I'm, I'm kind of jealous I I don't think I would have been able to pull off going this past Sunday, mm-hmm. just because it was like last minute for us deciding to go. Yeah. Um. But I'm happy that you got to go. It's kind of so this whole month with Evo, mm-hmm. then SmashCon, now Shine. It's kind of like put this bug in me. Like the, I also like the badge because I got like a hard plastic. Yeah, badge. the badges are nice. I um. This was like a long roundabout way to get to what I've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's put this bug in me where it's like, all right. I've always loved Smash. Clearly, I like to play Smash with the competitive rule set. I like to try to get good at fighting games. I like fighting games. And Smash is a special game to me for many reasons. So I've been throwing it back in. I've been fooling around with it uh, this whole month off and on. But after Shine, well, kind of really after we went, after the episodes that we recorded at Joe's Place, where we played a few rounds of Smash after, kind of since then... It's just in the back of my head, I'm like, is my Mewtwo good? Like, can I beat people with my Mewtwo? Like, can this be a thing I can do? Mm-hmm. So I'm like going back and forth. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in the New England fighting game community group. So like I, I can see like the tournaments. Like I, I like can interact with these people and like see what's going on and like take a temperature, see what people are doing, other games and stuff like that, whatever, go to meetups. And again, our, our buddy Eduardo, who helps run Shine, he has a esports thing called Overclocked. Shout out to him. Shout out to Overclocked. They do tournaments at Balance Patch, like weeklies and, and monthlies and stuff. So I looked up. I was like, all right, the next uh, the next Overclocked is in the middle of September or third week of September or something, like a Wednesday or Thursday. So I'm like, all right, maybe I'm gonna go here. Maybe, maybe I'm gonna show up for this. We'll and then we'll see. And then that's like my proving grounds mm-hmm. can i do something here can i make a few levels can i can i get through a few people yeah that that's like a let me see what i can do here but then it just so happens that uh part of the reason why we're recording tonight is because i'm going to vermont this weekend and the other part is because tomorrow there's a local at Bidbar, mm-hmm. and i'm like all right you know what it's thursday night we- weekend i don't have to worry about much we're gonna record tonight. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll through Thursday and just see what I can do. There's no commitment. I don't have to pay to get involved. It's just a, it's a free tournament. Let me just see what I can do for people up here, and uh, you know, kind of go from there and let that be like another way for me to stick the thermometer into my Smash game and be like, am I good? Can I beat people? So, I'm really using this uh tomorrow night at bit bar as a, as a gauge mm-hmm. if i should bother going to overclocked 
or if I need more time in the tank, or if maybe I'm just good at beating my friends and not good at beating other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get discouraged. So in the middle of this, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to like push myself a little bit. I'm going to make sure to play, you know, some serious rounds of smash a couple times a week just to stay fresh, work on like combos with Mewtwo, a few other characters that I'm, I'm kind of messing around with right now and see where it goes, see what I can do, see if I can actually play at an elevated level. And when I did this Monday night, I think I streamed some of it too, I got mopped with my Mewtwo. Like, destroyed. Like, terrible. I kept losing matches. I was, I think, did you watch the stream? Did I stream it? You had streamed, but it wasn't like Monday. I feel like it was a while ago. Okay, so this is another time. This this was this week. So I might have streamed a little bit of it. And, uh... Then I was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe Mewtwo's not my best guy. Switched to K. Rule, got a couple wins, messed around with Toon Link a little bit, or Young Link, rather, whatever. And then I was like, I'm done for the night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go uh, do some other things. And it, like, I, talk, I called Joe the, yesterday. I called Joe on Tuesday while I was at work, and I was like, is my Mewtwo trash? Like, I kept, like, I kept losing. Like, I, my, my GSP, my global smash power with Mewtwo, was probably somewhere around 4 million. And... Because of how bad the night was, I dropped below a million, and I was like, yeah, I, "This is my worst character. I can't, I can't use this character any, against anyone." Um, and like, we were just talking about a bunch of stuff and just talking about Smash, and he like gave me this fucking pep talk. He pumped me up, and I'm like, "All right, my Mewtwo." I was like, "Is it really my best character?" And he's like, "It's your best character. Like, if you go, if you go to a tournament, you got to use Mewtwo, not no one else. Like, whatever." Now, granted. I get in a sticky situation, I have some pockets. I got some deep pockets here. I got K. Rule, I got Toon Link, I got Young Link, I got Zero Suit if I want to get have have the boots, have the jets going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have some options if I feel like I'm in a really bad matchup with Mewtwo. But be- partially because of his pep talk, and I was, let me just r- refresh myself. Let me get back into it. Let me see if I can uh, do some damage. I hop on last night. I went like 25 and 3. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling fucking good about Mewtwo. I'm feeling really fucking good. I uh, I was like working on like legitimate, trying to make legitimate combos happen, mm-hmm. true combo, and uh, great di- great di, Blaine Air Dodge. Mm-hmm. But I was working on all this stuff, and then I started like I I kind of already play Smash this way a little bit, and I do it with things like Overwatch, things that I take a little more seriously internally. But when I was playing Smash last night, I was approaching it in this different way. Where it's, I'm assuming how more professional players approach the game. And it's, you understand your character, you understand what your character can do, you understand your opponent and what that character can do. But then you're also playing this other meta game where. I know, like, and I watched this play out last night in real time. I was playing against Roy, one of the only people online that beat me last night. Mm-hmm. And he was really good. But I noticed that one of the things that I tend to do with Mewtwo is I'll grab, I'll down throw, and then I'll either up tilt mm-hmm. or short hop f- forward air. Mm-hmm. And if I short hop forward air, I can usually catch you into an up air or another forward air and extend it a little bit more. Someone who's good, this Roy was good, realized that that's what I was going to do when I grabbed him. So after I did it to him the first time, he adjusted so that when 
I grabbed him and down threw him. He knew to try to air dodge out of it. Mm-hmm. So he did, and he missed my my forward air. So knowing that now he's seeing, he thinks he's reading what my like thing is, mm-hmm. I did the same thing, but I didn't jump, and I didn't forward air, and then he air dodged, and I caught his air dodge, and fucking destroyed him. Mm-hmm. So it's like playing this like mind game. Obviously, that's like a... It, it, it's rock, paper, scissors. It's You're rolling the dice. Like, yeah. He may air dodge. He may not. He's trying to predict what I'm going to do. I'm trying to predict what he's going to do. But, like, playing that read game and, like, trying to kind of bait your opponent into doing certain things. The other thing I started to do that was working to my favor a lot is I feel like now I use my Shadow Ball, which is Mewtwo's B, uh, neutral B, charge that up, and I hold it. And I, unless, unless I feel like I can use it in a situation and connect and kill the person... I use it now as like a I'm going to throw it in a way that looks like I whiffed. Like I'm throwing it to like above you and I'm doing it purposely. Like I'm jumping up and throwing it above your character. But so far a lot of times it seems like the person thinks I whiffed my shot. But really I'm throwing it so that you can't jump. And then I rush you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm using it as a spacing tool. Um, yeah. Or, like, a, I'm trying to make you move in a certain direction. And I was playing against a really good Daisy last night. And one of the things I did was they were off stage, And they were, like, every time they got hit off stage, they would kind of do what Sam Sora was doing. They would float and, yeah. like, approach carefully. Um, but this person did it high, which I thought was not a great idea because it gave me way too many options to punish them. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, what I kept doing was... I would have my shadow ball and I would throw it right below them so they couldn't go down and then I would just jump up above it and kind of have they'd have a limited space to get away from me or yeah. they would just get hit. So I don't know. I'm I'm like really enjoying breaking that aspect of it down and like like thinking about spacing more and thinking about trying to predict, you know, good read, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just trying to I'm just trying to got four books right there, Mike. I'm just good reads. I'm just trying to get my read game up, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I hopefully on the next episode. Are you trying to give Mike donuts now? We also have cider donuts. Do you want a donut after this? I'll I'll eat another one of your donuts. All right, we can have donuts after. Um. So, I really hope on the next episode of the podcast I come back with like. I, I won Bit Bar or I placed high at Bit Bar, mm-hmm. feeling confident, and and we'll go to overclock. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to go or not. Yeah, I feel like I should just see balance patch to begin with. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised that neither one of us have been on there, to be honest. It's just, I don't go into the city anymore. The city's so far away. It is so far away. It's not, but it is. But it's not, but it is. Um, really, my biggest issue with Boston in general is parking. It's always been parking. Yeah. I mean, over in that area, though, I know where to park, because it's where my old apartment. It's near my old apartment. Yeah. Uh, it's near BU, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I think Balance Patch is near BU. But I mean, I, plus I want to show love to the to the homies. There's a lot of good people that help run that thing, so we, we should go down there regardless. Um, you can play some Overwatch on PC, Mike. I can do that at home. I know, but now you can do it in a cafe with other people and get wrecked in public. Yeah, but I don't like seeing other people. That's true. So I think Joe's going to come down. I think we're going to have a, a good time. Hit up Overclocked. Anyways, moving on. So... It, Yacht Club today had their version of a direct. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get a chance to watch it or no? So 
I forget how long it was. It was probably like 15 minutes or something. But uh, they did their own version of a direct called Yacht Club Presents. And I personally was looking forward to this because, A, I really love Shovel Knight. B, I know that they have King of Cards and Shovel Knight Showdown coming out at some point. And then they're <clears throat> excuse me, working on Cyber Shadow, which was our game of PAX East 2019, mm-hmm. a game that I'm really excited for. I'm really sad that there was zero Cyber Shadow news in uh, the Yacht Club Direct. But what we did get was that um, King of Cards, with its card game that's included, as well as Shovel Knight Showdown, as well as the Amiibo 3-pack, are all coming in December, mm-hmm. which is exciting. So those are coming in December. They showed a new trailer for uh, King of Cards and kind of went into detail on that as well as Shovel Knight Showdown, which is their four-player fighting game, which I think also has a single-player mode and a few other like mini-game-type modes. But it looks fucking awesome. I didn't get to play it at PAX. Did you play it at PAX, Shovel Knight Showdown? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I... No. Every time I went over to Yacht Club, I just played Cyber Shadow again. Mm-hmm. So I never actually fucking played uh, Shovel Knight Showdown. But both King of Cards, Shovel Knight Showdown, and the King of Cards card game all if you own the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which if you own Shovel Knight, you own the Treasure Trove, they come as free updates, so you'll get those in December for every platform except for 3DS and Vita, if you're still holding on to that. Uh, I apologize. Shovel Knight Showdown is not coming to Vita or 3DS, but King of Cards will Okay. Um, if you still, for some reason, are playing on a Vita. I can understand the 3DS. The Vita, not so much. Yeah. Um, kind of ice cream. Did you say kind of ice cream? I said it's got an ice cream. Oh, I don't know. I'm still thinking of the donuts. Jesus Christ. Listen, Mike, I guess now with a good donut. So we got those. I'm excited about those. The Amiibos have Amiibo functionality in all the games that do different things, outfits, all the stuff. And uh, Shovel Knight Showdown, I thought it was interesting. They left it with there's more characters and more levels and more surprises coming before they'll roll those out as it gets closer to uh december so i'm excited to see a what does this mean are we getting like like are we gonna get some other like winks and nods in there like we see nintendo doing stuff like you know cadence of hyrule and stuff like that are we gonna get like a nintendo skin in uh in one of the Shovel Knight showdowns or something? Or are we going to get... They also said there will be more Amiibo functionality. So outside of the 3-pack, there is the Shovel Knight Amiibo, the Smash Amiibo. Or no, it wasn't a Smash Amiibo. It's just a Shovel Knight Amiibo. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no other Shovel Knight Amiibo. So are we going to get like other little trinkets if we have other Amiibo? I hope so. Be nice. I, I could see that being a thing. I mean, Amiibos only work with Nintendo products anyway. So right. if it was a Nintendo skin or something... It, it wouldn't be on another platform. It would just be on the, on the 3DS, the Wii U, or the uh, the old Switch. Mm-hmm. The old Switcheroo. What if they... Can you think of how terrible it would have been if they called it the old... Like, if it was, like, the Nintendo Switcheroo? I feel like Switcheroo, unfortunately, is not a, an Eastern name. So it, it would probably never happen, but... I would hope one, it would never happen. One could have. One could wish. You would want it to be called the Switcheroo? 
that see this is what's going to happen is when they make the next console when they make the successor to the switch mm-hmm. they're going to call it the fucking nintendo switcheroo mm-hmm. and it's going to be wii u all over again yeah that's fine listen i bought the wii u they've got my money it's yeah gonna, it sucks for them in the long run but it's gonna be but not for a me. lot of people bought the wii u because then i could be like oh i brought the old switcheroo and then you'd be like what that's how it would happen is that how it would happen yeah all right yeah i've i've played the simulations in my head okay so they also showed off Shovel Knight Dungeon Duels, which is a board game um, that is currently on Kickstarter for, I think, another nine days. It's already 100% funded, but there's a bunch of stretch goals. So if board games are your jam, you should go check out Shovel Knight Dungeon Duels. And if you are at PAX West, which is this weekend, Treasure Trove, the card game, Shovel Knight Showdown, Cyber Shadow, and I believe the board game will all be there for you to mess around with. And I highly recommend going to their booth and playing Cyber Shadow because it's fucking amazing. But if you're not familiar with King of Cards or Shovel Knight Showdown, I would definitely check those out as well. Every um, time you say Shovel Knight Showdown, I think about Peppercorn Bing Bong. I don't know what that is. It was from Eric Andre's show. What is it? I don't really remember. I just remember him saying Peppercorn Bing Bong, Peppercorn Bing Bong. That's, that's it. I'll bring up the video after. Is it like a reference to something? It's Eric Andre. I don't... I don't... <laughs> Fair enough. It's Eric Andre. That's all you have to say. Um... And then the final thing that they showed off was a new game called Shovel Knight Dig, which is being co-developed by Yacht Club and Nitrome. And if you aren't familiar with Nitrome, they, um, their last game, I believe, was Bomb Chicken, which is another uh, fun indie game. Hmm. Um, it's available on Switch. I don't know where else it is, but that's a good game. So Shovel Knight Dig is a new story for Shovel Knight, which seems to take maybe some of the core gameplay of Shovel Knight, but it's a different type of game. So Shovel Knight proper is like a not a hardcore platformer, but it's a platformer. Mm. Um this seems like a lot more digging. Makes sense. Yes. Uh but it's I'm trying to think of a good way to explain it. You're basically like it's I wouldn't call it a puzzle game, but it looks like when you're traversing through the levels, it's Like, you move in patterns like a Dig Dug, mm-hmm. but it's not a Dig Dug-like. Like, there's still, it seems, secrets and other platforming stuff, like more traditional types of Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. but it also has this, like, digging thing where you're moving through a lot of underground places, moving in, like, straight lines up and down, left and right, mm-hmm. to dig through. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, on some level, yes, but at the same time, I'm really just thinking about that old Mario Party mini game where you have to dig around looking for treasure. I mean, different. Listen, I know. But same. I, I listen. I don't expect it to be the same thing. It's just. It's just what I choose to think about. Yeah. Right now. No. That that was. I always hated that mini game because I feel like I feel like it was literally just luck of where if it spawned you. Yeah. Like if it spawned you near the thing, cool, you win. If you didn't, you yeah, don't I've, win. I've never. I don't recall anyone like. You know, you're putting the four quadrants. I don't ever recall like someone making like a such a wildly weird left turn that they don't immediately dig into like the treasure that was probably right in front of yeah. them. Yeah. To the point where like everyone's missing it because no one checked this one corner. Was there another one that was you have to like dig and uncover like the face and like completely brush off the face or something? Maybe not. I don't know. I, it, if Mario it Party. was, it wasn't in the first Mario Party. Mario Party the first really... Mario Party had the one where you're on the jackhammer and you have to trace out the uh, the shape. 
Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Mario Party really fell off. You know what I wish they did is I and I don't even know how good it ever was, but la- I think it was last year they did that uh, Mario Party 100 for the 3DS, which mm-hmm. was just a bunch of mini games. Yeah. I wish they put that on the Switch because I would have played the shit out of that. I forgot about that game entirely. I don't know if it actually was like a banger lineup. I'm assuming it had bangers on it. Mm-hmm. So regardless of if all 100 were good, I feel like there would have been enough fucking bangers for me to be like, yeah, I'm all about this game. Um, I think part of it being a 3DS thing was I think some of the games were from the Mario Party DS game, mm-hmm. which meant they probably had Touch or Gyro or yeah, uh, some something. Some gimmick. Some dual screen mechanic probably that wouldn't have translated well to the Switch or something is what I'm assuming. Um, so yeah, so I mean it was a good little tight uh, uh, presentation. It was uh, narrated by our friend of the show, Sean Velasco, who was on the podcast way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a good little thing. I I think that they are a big enough indie studio that they can do this type of thing. Um, going forward, I don't know how often they could do it because, again, I feel like they had a lot of things to officially announce today, meaning like some release dates, a new game, etc. Going forward, I don't know how many times they'll have multiple projects like to show off in that way. Yeah. So I can see why they maybe chose to not include this as part of a Nintendo Direct or something like that. Um, hopefully it gets a lot of traction because, again, I am a big fan of the folks over at Yacht Club Games, obviously friends of the show, um, coming on the show in the past, hanging out at PAX, etc. But I'm a big fan of their games, so I hope that these games, you know, gain more ground and, and do very well because mm-hmm. I do enjoy myself some Shovel Knight. So before we move into our final stuff, this episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, make sure to head on down to Hick. I'm sorry. I I need to update. Like, I have this ingrained in my brain. Yeah. And I need to change it because there's been changes. So uh, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night on Friday and Saturday from 7 to 11 or Sunday from 6 to 10, 4 to 10? I think it's 5 to 10. 5 to 10. I don't, um, I don't know. You can head on down to Higginson Square or their new location, 1 Washington Square, and get yourself a delicious fatty. Washington Square is only open on Sundays, not not the alley. Correct? Uh, I think so. I'm going to have to write all this down so I can yeah, ingrain it into my brain. Out. I apologize. If you have any questions, reach out to them on social media or just ask us on social media, and I will gladly tell you where and when to go get some delicious, delicious cookies. Um, and they also have breakfast on Saturday, Sunday morning mm-hmm. under the moniker Good Morning Chubby. Or is it just called Good Morning Fatty? You know, another thing you Mike, should probably find geez. out and write down. Ugh. Listen, I just show up and eat the food. I don't, I don't ask Fair questions. Enough. Fair enough. They already like they could change their name tomorrow, and I wouldn't know. I'd be like, yeah, I just, yeah, just getting some fatties. Uh, so yeah, I follow on social media at Goodnight Fatty at Good Morning Fatty, and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And if you do head down, let them know past controller sent you. Who knows? Maybe they'll give you something nice. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But let them know. Yeah, I haven't tried. Because they'll tell me. And then I'll seek you out and I'll do something nice for you if they didn't. Because I'm all about it. Anyways. Moving on. So we got a couple of different ways we can go here, Mike. We mm-hmm. we talked for... I don't even know where the time went on this episode. I, I don't... I mm. So many things to talk about. And now we're down to the fucking wire here. So I think before we touch on any of that stuff, I think we'll go with 
our Patreon question, which you two can submit your questions to the show if you are a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash pass the controller, become a patron, contribute to the show, get a special thing in our Discord, come hang out with us. It's a good time. This week's Patreon question comes from fan and friend of the show, Sapphire Jade. And Sapphire Jade asks, Mike, mm-hmm. you get an all-expense paid trip anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere's in all caps. Mm-hmm. You'd like to go. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it has to be a place, real or fictional, you've been to in a video game. Where do you go? Oh. So it can be a real place, mm-hmm. but you had to have gone there in a video game. So... Oh, okay. This is a hard question for me. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> it's also a hard question for me. All right. So you have, you need to think about it a little bit more? Yeah. Brendan, just go to Hanamura because you fucking love Hanamura. You know, so here, here's the thing. Here's why I have struggled with this question is that I feel like even if a game has a beautiful setting or a place I'd like to go, I feel like there's shit that goes down in those worlds that I don't want to put up with. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's just like, if it's just me and you as this form going to these places, mm-hmm. we don't have special abilities. We don't have weapons. We don't have all these things. So it's like, yeah, do I want to go to Hyrule? Maybe. I can't ride a horse, let alone wield any of these weapons or magic or defend myself from anything. Yeah, I feel like Hyrule's really more of a, well, it depends on what part of Hyrule. I feel like if you went to like, it depends on what Hyrule from what game. Yeah, because I feel like if you went to, like, the fucking boonies in one of the Hyrules, you'd be camping, and, like, you're not a camping guy. No, fuck you'd no. Have, you'd have to be in the village and... Listen, like, I'd... Lo- whoa, 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 in the village. What not, do you mean? Not in the village. You'd, you'd be, like, in a populated area with, like, humans. See, but that's the thing is, like, so I'd be I'd be interested in going to Kakariko Village mm-hmm. and, like, hanging out with some elves, like, having a good time, but do I want to live there? No one said you to live there. Oh, yeah, that's true. I have to live there. I know, but even like even for the trip, I like there's it would be cool to go and see it like for a couple of hours. But I don't want to spend a vacation there. No, you spend like a a week there and take a nice bunch of nice like pictures and be like, yo, I went to fucking this place I fucking saw the the Deku tree. Mike, but then I'd be tempted to go in the Deku tree, and if I did, I would most certainly die. There's okay, giant spiders, Mike. There's skulltulas. That's on you for being a fucking idiot. You like know. But all if these, I'm there, Mike, you've I gotta got to do it for the gram. Ahead of time. Like, but I gotta do it for the gram. Brendan, historically and on record, terrified of spiders. Why would you go into the tree that Mike, you know that they're giant? Because spiders? just think, what if I go there and like, I don't know. What if Link's there and he's just like, dude, just come in. It's fine. First of all, Link doesn't speak, so it's not gonna happen. What? So that so he would just like go to the tree and be like, "Yeah, it's a bit that doesn't work on a podcast." Nope. I I always wave my hands and head a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, yeah, I I don't know. I it, Hyrule's can be scary, Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh... Plus, like, what if what if that week that I'm there, Ganon's like, "I'm gonna fuck shit up right now." Like, what happens then? I'm fucked. You better hope that it's the fucking one with the time travel shit. So then I'm just never coming home? <laughs> uh, it's your vacation. I don't really care. For the record, this is not where I said I want to go. Mm-hmm. Do you have a do you have a spot? Do you have uh, a, something in mind? Let's see. Where could I go? None of those places sound good. I don't want to go to any of those places that are predominantly water. So I can rule those out. Okay. Like what, though? 
I, I don't know. Like, uh, one of the weird stages in, in Mario Sunshine where, like, you know... Like Delfino Plaza? Not Delfino Plaza, although I wouldn't go there either. Just because, like, it seems like it's, like, a, a beach place. I don't really care for the beach. But, like, okay. Uh, okay. you know the um, the one where you rode around on the, the blooper and you had to race on them? I forget what that stage was called. You rode around on a blooper? Was it from Sunshine? Yes. Oh, I don't, I don't remember the name of the stage. Yeah, but basically it was, like, mostly water and you fucking zipped around um let's see where else could i go i mean not raccoon city not raccoon city not any of the resident evil places i'm not there was, yeah there's nothing good about like even if you took out the zombies in most of the locations then it's just like a place and like i don't really care about any of those places yeah exactly raccoon city seems like a like a a shittier new york a, sh- a shittier detroit okay all right and then you just add zombies to the mix like wow why why would you even bother yeah exactly uh, let's see. Part of me thought about going to, like, any of the locations in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like I would just want to, like, stay. Or I would somehow get into debt with Tom Nook and wouldn't be able to leave. Mm. That'd be true. Um, what if I went to... Well, I was actually thinking about, uh, what are the different stages in Mario Kart that aren't Rainbow Road? Because Rainbow Road just seems dangerous. You'd, you would most certainly die. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't die. I just wouldn't race. I'd be driving at like, a, at like a fucking reasonable speed. Like, hey, guys, there are no railings here. See you Safety later. first. So I all, it's funny that you brought a Mario Kart because I thought about that too. But then I'm like, there's nothing to do outside of outside just racing. racing. Yeah. Because like, if you look at the background and foreground of uh, – of those stages, for the most part, it's like they're either like floating in air or they're like in a mountain or like mm. I don't know. I feel like there's not a lot surrounding them. No. Um, I would like to maybe go to um, maybe one of the the plaza area in Splatoon. That might be fun. I don't know what else is going on there. Well, that's the thing. Like you'd be stuck to that plaza. Here, listen. What if I just go to fucking Persona Five Land? So. Just go to Japan. Oh, it's on my list. Persona Five is Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So it's an all expense. That was like that was kind of my. I felt like a cheat answer by saying that, but mm-hmm. it answers the question. Yeah, it's a real place mm-hmm. in a game that we both played. Mm-hmm. The only problem is that what if they decide where need our fucking hearts stolen? I don't feel like that would be a thing. You never Unless know. you show up there and legitimately become, like, the worst American asshole. Just like, hey, guys, I'm a fucking asshole. I'm going to deal drugs to kids, and I'm going to fucking sexually assault these teenagers. Like, you're not going to be on their radar. You'd just be a tourist. But here's the thing. I feel like I feel like you might play a prank on me and be like, I'm going to do something real funny. I'm going to go on the interwebs and fucking put Brennan's name here on the old phantomthieves.com and see what happens. Yeah, but that's why they've got that other kid fucking vetting the things. He he wouldn't be like, hey, you know, this one report from this one guy said he's an asshole. Like, he, I don't that's know. not how that would the, work. The guy looks at my, he looks me up, looks at my Instagram and sees, like, one selfie of me, like, and he's like, nah, this guy's, there's something wrong with him. You've got a very inflated sense of self. Yeah, I hate myself. It's a thing. Yeah, I mean. But, yeah, I feel like that would be a, that would be a great way to go to Japan for free. Yeah, it'd be nice. And maybe I would just hang around. See, this is where I'd get myself in trouble. Because I'd hang around the high school looking for Joker so that when I finally saw him, I'd be like, hey, listen, just, like, take me in for a second. I just want to see a palace, you know, and then and then I can leave right away. I won't ever say a word of this. And then, it's you know, they're going to be like, who's this guy hanging around high schools? You would have one whack-ass persona. 
I don't know what it would be. What would your persona be? I don't know. My persona? Nothing good. I don't know if there's like an like a full-blown evil persona, but it would not be a pleasant one. No. I My persona would 100% be a giant cat of some sort. It would be like a fat cat. Okay. Be like a big giant cat. Fat cat. Uh, I didn't come up with a name for yours. A name and design. That's so much work, though. Never mind. Um, the other, what I felt was a cheap answer, and actually might actually be my answer, is a region from Pokemon. Because, A, they're modeled after real places. So, like, if you went to Kanto, it's, like, similar to places in Japan. You went to Unova. I think it's Unova is modeled after New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think after a certain point, Unova might be the first one. There's, like it's like one's you know was modeled after new york then i don't know if it's the one directly after but then one's modeled after france Mm -hmm. and then i think there's one other uh city that one of them is modeled after and then the newest one sword and shield the the galar region is i think it's supposed to be great britain or Mm -hmm. the uk or something um so i think i would probably pick Kanto just so I get a little bit of that Japanese fail but also you know just fucking go check out fucking go to Viridian City you know what I mean just hang out for a bit see Pokemon in real life or I'd go to Galar simply not knowing anything about the region could be garbage because I want to go fucking just see a fucking British wheezing in person I think it'd be fucking dope So are you keeping yours with Persona? Yeah. Persona Lance? Oh, Todd just texted me. He said he w- he's dropping Pachinki. <laughs> Wait, is he really texting you? No. That's pretty good. It's yeah. a pretty good fucking joke. Like, it's better than all of my jokes. Though. I know. I hate you so much. I mean, I felt like... I don't know we don't normally interact with the chat on the show, but Joe is in here going wild, so I guess I'll just read. Joe said he would go to Estera, which is from Monster Hunter World, so he can have a beer and eat big-ass meal with his cat. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Okay. But then I don't know what you do for the rest of your vacation. It's fully paid for, by the way. You gotta think about that. You gotta, like, utilize the fact that mm-hmm. it's fully paid for. And then uh, Joe said, throw in Yoshi's Island and said, I'll be where the fuzzy wuzzy's at. <laughs> Joe's living his best life. And then uh, Joe said that your persona, yours, not mm-hmm. mine, would be... The manga was better. I don't think he knows how Persona works, but I like it. I mean, I, I, that's fine. Uh, and then he said he'd be go- down to go to Lemoy City. It looks bumping there. I think Lemoy is the Paris one. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I remember it having like the, so it's like black, a fake. Uh, it's X and Y, I think. Yeah, I think I had like a fake Eiffel Tower in it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what black and white's games are supposed to be or Diamond and Pearl because I didn't play those. Diamond and Pearl might be the, the Unova. I feel like I, I've seen, you know, I think that was black and white. I think I remember that name. Because I, yeah. I did play black and white. No, I I own black. The Because f- they have black and white and black and white one and two. Or black and white two, right? Yes. I think I own Pokemon Black and I own Pokemon Pearl. But I've never really played them. I've, like, barely touched them. Uh, Joe said black and white is Unova. So okay. you're right. So, yeah. Unova, I think, is New York. Um... New York, New York, it's a hell of a town. So, I mean, I had other stuff to talk about, but yeah, I, too bad. I mean, we'll, it up. we'll fucking push it to next week. The one thing I will land on before we wrap things up, because this 
this could potentially change before we record next is do you think overwatch is coming to switch after this little fucking little reveal here um, I did until someone made the joke of it being like fucking Overwatch Rumble. Yeah, I was like, that's no, that's actually a lot more, a lot more likely. That's definitely not happening. That is definitely not happening. I did see a similar joke on Twitter and I laughed yeah. really hard. Um, but basically for the uninformed, yeah, on Amazon, uh, there was a listing for a Switch carrying case that was Overwatch branded and it was by Power A which makes a lot of Switch or just in general they make a lot of gaming peripherals and it was in the description it, first of all there was like high res images of this thing and there were in the text it said it was officially licensed by Nintendo and by Blizzard which there's nothing Overwatch related on Switch Diablo's on Switch but why would they do an Overwatch case for that? So to make this seem like it is something, it got delisted right away. Like almost immediately. Like I want to say from the time that I saw it got posted to the time that I saw it got taken down, it was probably less than an hour. Like it was gone very quickly. Um, so somebody did not want that to get out. Again, there it could... It could I doubt it's fake, but it could just be an Overwatch Switch case, and we don't get Overwatch on Switch. Like, that could still be a thing. Um, Overwatch is a super popular game. Like, it's a... It, it, there's... It would make no sense, but there is a possibility that it is just a case that yeah. is Overwatch branded. Um, I highly doubt that's the case. Um, the case for the case. <laughs> what makes this whole thing stand a little bit more to me is that there was recently a GameStop leak that an employee saw that 12 new Nintendo Switch games were entered into the system. They don't have names, but they have, like, SKUs. They have, like, their own UPC numbers and stuff. So there are 12 unannounced games on the horizon because they're entered in their system. That happens a lot. Like, I feel like between Best Buy and GameStop, someone always sees that type of stuff and then, like, tweets it out. So there are... Some there's something coming, and for the last two years, there's been a direct in September around like the second week. Mm. So there's room here for a Nintendo Direct for this Overwatch thing to mean something, and there's clearly more games on the horizon. Not to mention, BlizzCon is in November, mm-hmm. so there is a stage set for this to be a thing yeah. Jeff Kaplan in the past has said that they would be willing to put it on Switch it just there's some hurdles mm-hmm. um, Blizzard clearly has a working relationship with Nintendo because Diablo is there yeah. there was a fucking Blizzard amiibo mm-hmm. um, I'm fucking I'm like I'm excited Mike there's also been that light rumor for a while that Tracer is coming to Smash. Mm-hmm. This obviously gives that a little bit more of a backbone. Mm-hmm. There's also the rumor that's been going around for a few weeks now that there will be a character announcement soon, and it is a female character. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if they did add someone from Overwatch to Smash, it would probably be Tracer. She's the cover character. Mm-hmm. She's probably the... 
I mean, she's the logo for the Overwatch League. She's on the cover of the game. She's probably the recognizable. I feel like I feel like Overwatch does a good job. I feel like they have a lot of like recognizable characters or characters that people associate with Overwatch. Yeah. But she's definitely one of the top ones, if not the top one. Um. So there's that whole thing, and that person who shared the information yeah. that there would be a female character coming to first. The the original post said something like. There will be a female character coming to Smash. It is not someone anyone is expecting, and it's something that kind of just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like Tracer kind of fits that mold, mm -hmm. where I don't think that's a character that people are necessarily, Smash fans are necessarily like pining for. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's someone that people are requesting. So it would, be, it, it would feel a little bit out there, I think, mm -hmm. for a lot of Smash fans. Yeah. Um, we're obviously in that Venn diagram that includes we like Smash and Overwatch. So for us, we'd be fucking all about it. I would assume you'd be all about it. Yeah. No? I mean, it'd be fine. Definitely not someone I expect or even particularly want or need. Who who would be someone you want or need? Oh, I'm like, I mean, what I mean in general is like, I, I don't feel like having Overwatch and Smash now. Maybe, maybe in a different time, but like, I don't necessarily need Overwatch to be in Smash. So who do you want to round out the last two characters? The oh, guys? I don't know. I don't know. So is there no one that you want or need? I don't know. Uh, who did I always joke about putting in the game? Oh, I don't remember anymore. Don't even remember anymore. I, I used to have a joke answer for this, and I can't remember what it is. It, it, it might have been Knack, but I don't feel like using Knack. Yeah, it... It also it would have to be a character that could actually be included. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know. I I think there are the Smash thing is still obviously a pipe dream. I think there is again the possibility of that being a thing. If you look at who they have already added, they have Joker from Persona Five, mm -hmm. which so I can't remember if I had this discussion. Actually, it might have been you and I. So, yeah, in the group text, I think uh, I had said Tracer's coming to Smash or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think you said something like it would ma it would make sense because there's no history. or uh, You had an answer. Yeah. So you said Sakurai has, has to either really want it or there has to be a history there. Mm -hmm. There was a point in time, I think it was two years ago, or no, when did we get... No, it must have been this past game, uh, game uh, this past uh, video game awards, because mm. Reggie Reggie took the stage to reveal Persona. Yeah, they uh, he in his, I I need to look at the video and see what he actually says. But how he words how they're gonna add characters with the fighter pass mm. made it seem like there has to be, like it, it's not it, the way they're tackling is gonna be a little bit different than how the roster has been traditionally, where they're gonna add people that makes sense for the two people involved in because it's going to all be third parties mm -hmm. um so it, like with joker it's partially because fucking sakurai loves persona yep. um and also because i mean atlas and nintendo have a decent relationship mm -hmm. and i'm sure this helps smooth into like hey listen like we want more fucking persona games like give us these games so that's probably part of the conversation, I would imagine, mm -hmm. is like we want more of your stuff on our, our platforms. Um, with Dragon Quest, it's 
a little bit of yeah that has a huge history on nintendo platforms um but also nintendo's publishing those games in the west so they have a a, a monetary investment in we want this game to do well when we release it so we're gonna shove this character down your throat with smash um with banjo i think that one is a little bit fan service or probably like i don't know 80% fan service or at least at at this juncture it's i don't know what the deeper workings of it is clearly nintendo and microsoft are working together because we have minecraft whichever platform is minecraft we got cuphead on switch we're getting ori in the blind forest on switch so I don't know if, like, part of them, like, listen, we really want Banjo, like, let's work something out, is Microsoft saying, like, okay, cool, well, we're going to release some of our games on the Switch because that's a benefit for you because you get these games, and it's a benefit for us because we sell a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be part of that. Maybe it's t- for a down-the-road thing. They're going to be like, listen, we're going to we're gonna put the Rare Replay on Switch, or maybe we want to make a new Banjo game, so we're going to use, like, the mindshare of people loving banjo again and smash to maybe go buy an xbox and fucking care about banjo i don't know mm-hmm. um so i feel like that same type of conversation can go over with li- like listen not that i don't think that nintendo approached blizzard and was like listen we'll put tracer in smash if you give us overwatch i don't think that's what happened but i wouldn't be shocked if in general there was a blizzard conversation about like we want a blizzard property in smash mm-hmm. and Diablo characters maybe don't make sense, but someone from Overwatch would make sense. I don't know. I think there's a mutu- mutually beneficial situation if those two put some. I mean, I think everyone wins when someone gets added to Smash. Yeah. Um. Who, who knows? I mean, maybe the Overwatch port of Switch, the Switch o- Switch Overwatch port, is. Maybe some of the porting is being done by an, a team at Nintendo to help make the game run better or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there could be something like that. Mm. No? Listen, all I can say, or in my mind, all I can think is that unless Nintendo specifically told Sakurai, hey, you need to put a character in this game, at most I can think, I can imagine Nintendo saying, hey, here is the pool of like properties that you can use in Smash. If that... If that's the case, I don't see Sakurai going, unless he like really likes Overwatch. I don't see him saying like, "Oh, I want to use Overwatch in the game." I could um, see him liking the character. Like, I could see him liking the design of Overwatch. Though. I could see him liking the design, but then he would probably need to play the game and probably enjoy it for him to be like, "Yeah, let's get this person in the game." Well, I don't. I don't necessarily think he'd have to enjoy it. I think he would. You know what I think he would actually enjoy is I think he would enjoy the flexibility of adding an Overwatch character would give him in creating a fighting character. You know what I mean? Because mm. there's so many different characters, so many different abilities and play styles. I feel like he could really... Like, I feel like that would be really appealing to him to make a really unique fighter in his game based off of, let me look what's in this pool of characters. Mm. Plus, again, I think the other part of it is Smash is the biggest fighting game of all time. It works both ways where if they add a character into Smash, the game that it's coming from, that game is going to sell more or sell well or sell better. I think they also want to increase Smash's footprint where it's like 
maybe you like to play fighting games casually and smash as a party fighting game is great for everyone um but maybe it's not like a thing you care too much about or maybe you have smash but you haven't played it in a while or you don't have the fighter pass but you love overwatch and now they're gonna add a fucking overwatch character okay cool they just got 25 dollars from that person or at the bare minimum 599 mm-hmm. um or maybe they didn't have smash they love overwatch and it's like well i like we can play this game and fuck around my friends say it's fun but now there's tracer i love tracer so, I don't know. I, I think the other part of the DLC is taking certain properties and say, let's try to get this fan base excited about our game as well. It, 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 there's no, like, one thing about it. It's clearly, like, it, I believe Nintendo to be the type of company that, like, wants to make really enjoyable experiences and, like, celebrate, especially with Smash, celebrate gaming as a whole and, like, all this stuff. But I also think they're looking at it like, well, we want to make sure we get more people buying this and more people playing the game. So mm-hmm. I think adding property, properties like that are would be a big boon. And again, with the way this is going now, especially three fighters in, all five of these fighters are going to be third party. Mm-hmm. None of them are going to be Nintendo characters. Um, I can see them adding additional stuff outside of the fighter pass. Like if they wanted to add like an echo of someone or if, I don't know, Pokemon comes out in November and they're like, you know what, we're going to add an echo of fucking Greninja that's this new Pokemon or something. You know what I mean? I can see them doing that. Um, but as far as the fighter pass is concerned, we know it doesn't contain echoes. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the last two fighters are probably going to be third party. Um, which makes me sad because I, I think that means Geno might not be, might not be a thing. Because I don't know. It'll be a second Square Enix, right? for the fighter pass because uh, dragon quest yeah square. see with gino i don't i don't know if he is actually owned by square or if he's owned by nintendo or how that character works out because i it must function the same way like king k rule was created in the rare donkey Kong country games mm. i don't know if like i'm assuming that was like a rare created game like a like a rare created property, but yeah. maybe under the contract it was like, well, whatever you create in this game belongs to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Gino works, um, but I just I don't see Gino as being a character that he would be, unless they saved him for the final fighter. He would be like that final check mark of like the most asked for characters. Yeah, where they got K. Rule, they got Ridley. Next one on that list is Gino. Other than obviously, like Cloud was on that list, but I was gonna say Banjo. Oh, Banjo, yeah. So like, I mean, they got Banjo. They got we have Cloud, we have K. Rule, we have Ridley. Mm-hmm. Those are like all the named characters besides like Goku. Those are like all the top named characters. Gino is high on that list, if not the next one to to be there. So I think that would be a good way to close out the Fighter Pass. But who knows if they actually do it? Again, they can always pair it with like, hey, we're gonna re-release. Super Mario RPG on the Switch, or we're going to HD remake it or something, or make a sequel. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I want Gino. Give me Gino. But with the way this stands, you think Overwatch is coming to Switch? You think this is confirmed Overwatch for Switch? Um, it's definitely leading credence to the theory that would happen. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say anything's 100%, just like <clears throat> I would say the possibility of Tracer being in Smash is a non-zero possibility. It's just that I think one is more like the other. I can see Overwatch coming to Switch. 
I'm a little less likely to believe that we that automatically means that we're gonna get yeah no and I and I don't automatically think that Tracer's coming to Smash and I think that Tracer coming to Smash is still a low possibility, but I do think that this is like slam dunk Overwatches, Overwatch is coming to Switch, it's happening. Hmm. I'd be sh- I would be shocked at this point if it did not happen. Although Todd made a good point of like I can only imagine how horrible comp would be on that thing if you with no native voice chat. I mean, we can time out for a second, though. A, n- no one fucking talks on voice chat anyway. That's true. Uh, B, the ability exists in the console because Fortnite has it. Fortnite has it. So it, it, Epic, it is a... It Epic is does whatever the fuck they want. Well, the other thing I can see them doing is maybe not for the competitive mode, or maybe they do, I don't know, but I can see them making it cross-play with Xbox at the bare minimum mm-hmm. just to increase the player pool. So that there's a a large community. So that if if it doesn't sell well on the Switch, people that have it aren't like no one plays this game. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, man, I'm excited. I if they did it, it would really suck because I don't think they would do it. But I would really hope that they would then use this moment to announce cross progression for uh, Overwatch. That would be a big announcement. I would think they would say for BlizzCon as opposed to which is coming up. Which is coming up. I'm just saying, like, it's not something that you would know off the yeah. Bat no, the game is, no. And I mean, regardless, if Overwatch is coming to Switch, I'm buying it for two reasons. One, because I want it. Two, I want it to do well because I want Blizzard to be like, oh fuck, we gotta support Nintendo. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's kind of where I stand. Um, the last thing that I forgot to mention about the Overwatch about that person that, uh supposedly has inside information saying that tra- or a female representative is coming next that no one's going to expect. Um, they followed up to that with a reply saying that... Um, I forget exactly what they said, but they were like, well, since this is since this is looking like it's going to get announced soon, I'll throw this in there too. It makes no sense. The character also has a mecha. Yeah, so now that. people are like, D.Va's coming to Smash? Mm-hmm. Which, again, I mean... I feel like she's a popular, like, recognizable Overwatch character. Mm-hmm. Would make sense. It would be kind of a cool character for Smash. Mm-hmm. If, like, you had the ability... To, I, like, I don't know how... I'm Like, Tracer, a lot of Overwatch characters... Diva's too big for Smash. Kind of, uh... Kind of debunked by that K. Rule and a Ridley thing. Because then she has to, like, pop out of her mech, and then she's, like, a fucking normal-sized person. So that means her mech has to be, like... Yeah, I guess, but they'd still work it out. Unless, see, Diva would be weird because, like, I wonder how the move set would function. Like, would it be, like, you played as the Mecha, but like you had some moves that you came out of Mech, or like, how would it? You know what I mean? Or maybe it's like the Mech. Maybe would, you have like a, would be a like... shield, and your Mech breaks, and then you have to fight the rest of that stock as Baby Diva. No, the Brennan, you're thinking about this all the wrong way. And I don't like fucking entertaining the notion, but obviously she would play like Samus did in Brawl, where her ult is she uses the fucking... She blows up, and then she's just walking around as Zero Suit Diva, and then her other final smash, she gets the suit back. I know, but if you're playing competitive, then you... you it, like, the, the, the character has to be built in a way where you would... Well, then she's not in the game. Easy peasy. 
well, they can do transforming characters now because it's not 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. I will say, if they do add Tracer, not only is it another female rep, but it's, I believe, the only gay character in Smash. That might be the case. I can't speak for Mr. Game and Watch. Mr. Game Man Watch. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I'm. Uh, before we wrap it up right now, Squinks? That is that your go-to now? No, I I've been doing a thing recently because before you before you asked me to play the other day, I think I had played. Uh, when was the last time we recorded? Friday. Uh, recorded the podcast? Yes. Uh, last Friday. Yeah, because yeah. Friday, because I had some other people like, "Hey, we want to play." So I played that night, and um, <clears throat> all I ended up doing was I would pick a character, or in this case, when I played Friday night. I think the last character I played as was Wolf. So I just kept playing as Wolf for a while. And I was like, all right, let me try someone else. And I think I must have switched to uh, Inkling. And okay. I just stayed as that. So when we played again, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this again. And just plays that character for a while and then mm-hmm. change. Okay. Um. And I... Two things. I forgot to play with my Pro Controller. I also I had remapped my Pro Controller in a way that made sense at a certain point and like it still sort of makes sense to me but i was like all right i gotta figure out how to do this so that now now playing against you makes sense because i kept i felt like you were grabbing all the time and i was like i, I was grabbing a grabbing lot so because much. i think i had i mapped one of my triggers to jump so you're playing like joe now Ugh. i mapped one of my triggers to jump just so that way i could press short hop jump yeah just so i could jump and input my c stick to do a move so, like, in my mind, I was like, all right, this will be easier for me to, like, flick the joystick and press jump at the same time as opposed to flick the joystick and try and fucking press the jump button, you guys which are, is extra Y. You guys are crazy. Do you, um... But on the Pro Controller, because, like, it's not like the... There's four triggers. There's four triggers, and, you know, on the GameCube controller, the actual shield buttons, one of them, I think, is what I remapped to, uh, to jump. Like, they have a distinct feel, whereas... On the these pro yes, they these have uh, they're like yeah they're I spring forget, whatever so I forget like, you what can the, like short the name of it is you can, yeah you you yes yeah yeah so like this compared to the pro control was different so I was like what am I doing oh so you mapped it that way so you could lightly press it down and do a short hop yeah I think among other things Mike you can just if you press two jump then inputs the, it's a short hop now they changed it press two sh- jump inputs. Or you yeah, talking they about, added like, that to the game like a while ago. If you so like I, I know if you press I the play, jump button and like A for instance, you will do a short hop, new like near. I think, I think if you press the jump and and A. If you full press jump, I don't think that's how think it works. So. No, no. So they changed it so that I mean maybe you're right. I've never done that before. But like so I the way my GameCube controller is mapped mm-hmm. for Smash, uh, this is a horrible podcast. So. All the top triggers are the same. So yeah. these both shield, shield. Z is grab. Uh, grab, C stick is the tilt. Mm-hmm. Um, this stuff is fine. Yeah. X and Y jump. Yeah. Regular uh, regular attacks and, and B moves. Specials, yeah. So if I X, Y, like mm-hmm. short hop. I was telling Joe this. In, of then, all the things that yeah. Brawl taught me, Brawl taught me how to short hop because mm-hmm. I played Toon Link and one of his best moves was his back air so yeah. I got really good at pivot jumping backwards 
Yeah. Like short hopping and, and yeah. back airing you. Because that was like one of his so best So here was my, my thought process when I remapped the buttons. Is that now if I have this as jump, I can jump, do a direct... I can face this way, but then I can flick my C-stick this way so that I can short hop and then bear at the same time. As opposed to your method, which would be I'd have to hit these buttons together and then also like press buttons. I want to do all that in one motion so I could go like this. I know, but can you even do that though? Like, do the frames I, allow it? I think I can. I think I was testing, like, when I had done that initially, I was able to do it in training mode, but, like, when I was doing at least online because, A, I forgot well, I was playing. Well, also online, there's lag. There's lag. So, like, I was pressing stuff and, like, I would jump super high and then that whole thing. But that was that was my thought process when I remapped this to jump, was that I could do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. That, that sounds like. Like more of a hassle. Or I could then. jump and then flick down and then do like a quick, as opposed to your thing, which is short hop. I guess press all that at once. Yeah, it's just pressing A. The button's mm -hmm. right there. I the can, button's there. I but can I, to, I can I, literally do it with one press. It's just yeah. one press. Yeah, it seems weird to me because I have to try and hit all three buttons at the same time with my thumb. They're the They're, way that I mean, doing it on on like on the pro controller might be a little bit harder. I mean, it's yeah. still doable, but it's like a little bit spaced out. The way that these buttons are set up, it's like bang. Yeah, I don't, I don't care know. for it. The way Joe set his up is that he has the two triggers as jump, so he can short hop that way, and I'm mm -hmm. like, what are you I doing? I didn't need both of them as jump. I just needed one. I can well, still get again, if you pr if you press both two jumps, you short hop. Up, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I suppose... Well, he's using a pro controller, so he has yeah. four triggers. If you did that on the GameCube controller, you would either lose grab or lose yeah. shield. Which would make. I mean, sense. I guess in theory, I could also just do that, and then these are still mapped to jump for me too, so I could press them. I could do both of them at the same time. I don't think I. I don't see myself doing that, but I guess it's possible. Yeah. No. I, Matter of fact, I can't do it because I still need my directional. I still want my. Everything about that sounds ass backwards to me. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Anyways, now that we ended it on that note uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the past control podcast episode 158 as always you can find all of our content at pastthecontroller.io on twitter and on instagram at pastcontroller and on twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller if you're a friend of the show a fan of the show want to help support the show the easiest way to do that the freest way to do that is to go to patreon i'm sorry is to share us on social media. The phrase we do is to give us <laughs> give money. Give us money. Uh, is to go to, I'm just, I'm all over the place tonight. Um, go on social media. Share us on social media. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps. You have no idea how much it helps. It's super free and super easy to do. So head on over. Leave us a review. It really helps us. Tell a friend. Get us going. Steal someone's phone and leave a review with their phone too. Uh, if you do have a few bucks to get around, you can go to pastthecontroller.threadless.com and get yourself some sweet swag, get a nice t-shirt, get a nice sweatshirt, all that fun stuff, or go to patreon.com slash pastthecontroller and become a patron. Help support the show. If you want to join our Discord, keep the conversation going with us, with our community, you can do that by going to our Twitter and checking the pinned tweet. There's always an invite link there, or if you can't find that or don't have Twitter or have an Instagram or whatever or Facebook, reach out to us on social media and we'll get you in there so you can come hang out with us, chat video games, nerd culture, and uh, yeah, all that fun stuff. Show us pictures of your of your pets. And uh, yeah, as always, you can find me at Groom. You can find this guy at underscore mycopath. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Control Podcast, episode 158. Thank you.